Hello and welcome back to the Main Course Podcast. We are joined today by Cannon out of uh, New York City. Dakota, you want to take us into the interview? Yeah, let's do it. So I think before we really get into it, Cannon, just give the people an idea of kind of like, you know, who you are, where you're from, um, and then where you're at now. Sweet. Yeah. Um, what's up? My name is Cannon. Uh, it's a real name. Um, I'm from South Carolina originally. I'm 23 years old. I went to Boston College, just graduated in May, um, virtually. They mailed me my diploma. It's still in the envelope. Um, and <laughs> I, live in, uh, I live in Astoria right now. Um, um, uh, yeah, artist, um, producer, writer, um, working currently at a restaurant to pay the rent and working also full-time on music. Um, yeah. What, uh, where in South Carolina are you from? Uh, Greenville. So okay. more like upstate, not really the coast. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, well, so we'll we'll get into BC a little bit um, later because I do kind of want to know how you how you got there. You know, coming from South Carolina, I feel like that's right. uh, an interesting one. But I guess like, you know, growing growing up, like, did you were you always into music or did you have like kind of other interests as a kid and then it shifted at some point? I was definitely always into music. Um, I think I was like probably six or seven. I think maybe I like because my, my family's not musical like at all um right my, I have two older sisters the oldest sister um like is absolutely not musical neither of my parents are my middle sister um played violin um when she was when she was a kid and then kind of like started playing fiddle like in high school so she like and she oh, can sing and play a little bit guitar she's like definitely um has some has some musicality in her um but other than that like it was not really like a thing that was like going on in my house like we had a piano like in my um like whatever room like in the first house I grew up in that like no one ever touched um just for the guests uh, just for the guests yeah um but no nah, but I think I kind of expressed like that I wanted to play guitar to my dad when I was like seven um and he was like super my dad gets like super excited whenever I like express interest in something so he like you know went all in and like I like started taking lessons um and then I think so then I took guitar lessons for about 10 years um, and that's kind of like how I got into playing uh, music like my um, and like my guitar teacher like showed me how to like record my guitar into garage band and like from there I like learned about how to like add loops and shit. I was like I think it's actually funny even before that I was like making these like stock loop beats on garage band like sure. in like fourth grade like there's a Damn, I, still that's crazy. My, I still have it on my iTunes actually there's a um there's a, it's a, there's a song I made with my, my buddy Isaac in fourth grade called like Rivalry Rap. And it's because I was a huge Duke basketball fan. And I made this like absolute trash beat on GarageBand. <laughs> like rapped over it. Like when I was, I mean, you know, I mean, how old are you in fourth grade? I was like nine, eight, nine, eight, nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, like rapping about like Duke basketball versus North Carolina. And it was like the funniest Sick. thing ever. But, um, but yeah, and then I think like I, I never, I didn't think that I was going to like pursue a career in music um I mean I did when I was like you know like dreaming about it when I was like a kid but like when I was like in high school and stuff and like thinking about where to go to school like I, that wasn't really like uh, what was on my radar like I wanted to be I was an English major as I said earlier like I wanted to be like a writer like a like I wanted to like write books um and but I, I didn't really know like what the f- I was gonna do and I think like when I, I went to college and I, I kind of like just met some people who I kind of shared, you know, an interest in music and playing music and stuff and started like playing some open mics and random stuff like that. And then I think it just kind of, it just kind of fell into place. Like I didn't really want to do anything else. 
Um, so I kind of I ended up just deciding that that's what I wanted to pursue. Um, so so kind of like a roundabout way, I guess. To get yeah, like during all the guitar lessons and stuff, did you ever like take vocal lessons or anything? Or like, I don't know, like how did you bridge the gap between like obviously guitar, English major to songwriting? How does that come together? Right. <laughs> you know? No, I, um, I never took vocal lessons, which I regret. Like I wish I did because I'd recently took vocal. I recently took a couple vocal lessons and um, my teacher was like observing me singing or whatever. And he was like, he was like, all right, like you sound like pretty good, but like you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in teaching myself how to sing, I like just adopted all of these like terrible habits that sure. I still use um, to the point where like, I can't sing like correctly now because I would have to like tear down all this like stuff that I like learn how to do. Um, it's kind of like one of those classic stories, but like, you know, so I mean, it's working so far. Um, but I never really, um, like was super into singing. I was always into songwriting. Like I, um, like obviously I mentioned like the rivalry rap that I wrote when I was in fourth grade, right. but I also wrote like, I was, I tried to write like, you know, like song songs. Like I, um, I wrote like a love song to like my girlfriend in like fifth grade. We like put it on YouTube, you know, just like Fire. stupid kid like that. But um, I was always just like really, really into like songwriting. And um, like, I was like obsessed with Ed Sheeran, like before, like in the years before he kind of really blew up, like when he was dropping those like EPs and stuff, I was obsessed with like the like songwriter Ed, Ed Sheeran, like in high school. Um, and then, but yeah, I think um, I was always, so I was, but at the same time, like, in the same time in the same kind of vein that I was like making the rivalry rap in elementary school like I was getting super into hip-hop so I was kind of like doing doing both like I was kind of like listening to like the Aver brothers and like the Beatles and you know John Prine as like a part of my southern like my dad is like obsessed with all these like bluegrass kind of singers and stuff and uh I was listening to that and then I was also like obsessed with Kid Cudi we were talking about Man on the Moon earlier right. yeah so it was kind of like these two worlds that I was kind of like equally as obsessed with um and I, I always like wrote, I, I wrote like song songs as like, I was actually trying to like write a song. And then I would, when I was a kid, I would write raps more as like a joke. Um, and then I kind of like slowly kind of just started, they kind of just started. Merging like, them together. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just happened naturally. Um, and to the point where now I think I'm definitely kind of like, I kind of rap, but like, it's, it's definitely um, from like a songwriting type, type origin kind of thing. Um, but I've definitely always loved to like write, you know, songs and stuff like that um just like with my guitar you know that was because i was like how i first got into it just like learning how to play the guitar right. singing like how to write songs but yeah dude i used to be trash i used to be so terrible <laughs> i used to put, I like, I used to put I was... like videos of myself singing on youtube that i wish i didn't delete because i really want to watch i was about to say can yeah. we find this this yeah. fifth grade love song anywhere or is that buried that's one of the ones that's one of the ones that i don't know where it is because i remember like my sister my oldest sister was in college at the time she was at duke there you go the the rivalry app but she was at college and she had like the macbook you know with the with the webcam yeah. and that was like my first like um that was like the first thing that i had that i could like record myself um like doing stuff and so it was on her computer i remember I like recorded it on her computer and put it on YouTube. And then when I like hit like sixth or seventh grade, you know, I was going through that phase where like everything was like, I was like, it. I did delete like everything. <laughs> um, but I wish I did it because I really want to watch it. It was so bad, but it probably would have been so entertaining to watch. Absolute heater. For sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess uh, coming from South Carolina, like how did you decide to go up to school at, at BC? Yeah, um, that was kind of random. I like, I wanted to go to Duke. 
Um, my dad went to Duke, my sister went to Duke, obviously. Um, so that's kind of where I thought that I was going to end up. Um, I didn't get in, obviously. I got waitlisted and then ended up not getting in. But so I, when I was applying to schools, it was kind of like, I was just kind of applying to, I knew I, because I knew I wanted to leave South Carolina. I knew I didn't want to right. go to like Princeton or South Carolina. I knew I wanted to kind of like, you know, just try something new, get out of the state. Um, and my sister, my oldest sister who who went to Duke, she was living in Boston at the time that I was like applying. So I was like, oh, you know, like uh, I visited her and like visited the campus and like really loved the campus and the feel of it and stuff. And so that's kind of how I like even like got to thinking about it. Um, right. Was through her. And then, yeah. And then I like didn't get into Duke. Um, I didn't, I applied to like a bunch of like Ivy League schools and, shit and didn't get into a single one. So like I, I probably applied to like 12 schools and got into like three. Um, but so I, so I didn't have that much of a choice. Uh, it was either like I, Miami, I got into, um, which right. is super weird. That Miami, but it, it was like Miami, Boston, or Clemson was what I like, came down to. Um, and I knew I didn't want to go, go to Clemson. And then I was like, I like toyed with the idea of going to Miami, but I was like, I, it was just, that was even more random to me. Like, um, so yeah, and then I just kind of chose Boston kind of randomly. Didn't know a single person going, um, didn't know anyone who had ever been there um and uh and yeah and it was great like i you know i, I really kind of found like a, a really strong community that we like bonded through music like right off the bat um and so um and yeah and it was i really like enjoyed i think it was a good decision for sure that i ended up going there yeah definitely and so you met you met your team right tanner and luke both also at bc how did that come I, together yeah at bc yeah um luke i met first um we were at it's actually a hilarious story we were at um one of these like bars that all the freshmen would go to with the, there was like one of the few bars that would allow fake IDs in Boston, you know? Um, and so it was like all the freshmen at this one like rooftop bar in Boston called Felipe's. And, um, and you know, it was like one of the first weekends everyone was like, you know, meeting each other. Yeah. And, and uh, we're all just hanging out and like the music cuts out um, for some reason, like there was, they're having some issues. And so like everyone's like, looking around, you know, where's where'd the music go, where the music go? And I just started like beatboxing, just out of just like totally random, so like beatboxing. And this kid comes out of nowhere and just starts like freestyling rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I never met him before. I know I like he just I was like just beatboxing because I was bored. And this kid just starts like freestyling over this this beat I was making and like and it was Luke and I was like, what the f- is this kid doing? And I was like, oh, this is kinda fire. And then like people started to like crowd around, you know, and we're just like being drunk, like freshman college kids, just like, yeah, hey, just like whatever. <laughs> Happy um, to be here. <laughs> After that, it was like, I was like, oh, what's up? I'm Ken. He's like, what's up? I'm Luke. And it was like, it's so funny. That was like the first time we met. Um, but yeah, then he, um, I met Luke, obviously through that. We lived like on the same kind of like, we lived on like a satellite campus at school. So we kind of would just kind of like hang out, listen to music, um, that kind of stuff, like for the first few, first few months. And then Tanner, I met kind of through Luke because they're both from Long Island. So they, I think they okay. knew each other before going to BC. Um, and Tanner, like, just was also, like, really into guitar, like, totally ripped it. And so we kind of, like, started, like, jamming a little bit on guitar. And then that's kind of how we got um, acquainted, I guess. And then, yeah, throughout BC, we just, we, um, it ultimately kind of devolved into, like, me making my own music. And then it was kind of, like, we kind of created a team around that. Um, but, yeah. And so your team's over easy music, right? Over easy music, yeah. What's, what's the meaning behind that? Is it just you like breakfast? Like favorite, a, favorite style of egg? Yeah. Favorite style of egg? Yeah. Luke actually came up with it. Um, definitely favorite style of egg. Um, at least speaking for myself, I think probably for him too. But yeah, it was kind of just like a, it was kind of like a thing we, because we started out, um, 
really first I kind of started out, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a rapper. Like that was like what I wanted to do, right? Freshman year, like college, like, all right, I'm going to be a rapper. So I like, I dropped these like freestyles over, like I, I rapped over like uh, the, the check beat by Young Thug and like, I rapped yeah. over um, False Prophets by J. Cole, uh, which is actually really the 1999 Joey Badass beat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to be a rapper. And then we decided to, so my buddy Cleve, um, who's based out of Nashville, he's a producer based out of Nashville, he um, would like send me beats and stuff. And so we would like rap over them freestyle always. And we kind of like wrote the song called Champagne and OJ. Um, that was me um, and Luke rapped on it. And then our other friend, Will, um, rapped on it. And we, yes, yeah, so we like recorded the song Champagne and OJ over this beat that Cleveland sent me. Um, and then kind of like, and we would, we, we had it. So we would like send it to people, like just like send to our friends and like everyone just like loved it for some reason. And so like, um, it was kind of like, you know, circulating around people's phones for a while. And then we like put it out on SoundCloud and like, that was, it was kind of like the, my first like experience of like, seeing or really like my first experience like putting something out that like did well i think it like right. i think right now it's at like like almost like four hundred thousand plays or something like that like on soundcloud which is like at the time to me i mean it was like probably like 10 or something thousand plays like off the bat which was like nuts you know because right. i had like really done that um so it was you know that kind of created this like all right like all right here we go we need like a team we need like an image we need a brand like we're gonna we're gonna yeah. really try to do this um and then over easy music kind of just came out of like us kind of like sitting in a dorm room, like freestyling, like smoking, drinking, just hanging out, whatever. Um, like just like writing this stuff that then kind of like evolved into like me kind of like doing my own project and then us kind of like using over easy music as just like the the kind of like the the brand behind it that we're right. kind of just like using, you know, to lift it. It's we still haven't like gone like fully into like the whole over easy thing. Um, yeah. just because you know, we were talking about like the whole COVID situation right now. It's just like right. the industry is just in such a weird, weird space right now. For sure. Um, and, how, and how did you balance like putting all that stuff together like and school? You know what I mean? I think that's the question like a lot of people ask, I imagine. Um, but And I feel like every yeah. time people ask you that question, you're like, I just didn't go to school. Yeah, man. I just, I just <laughs> did well on my tests. Like did the, did I write, I write pretty good essays, you know what I mean? And I got through it. Right. right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was hard, dude. It was hard. Um, I... I think luckily I was always, I was kind of doing it like not like totally full throttle until senior year, my senior year, like freshman year, I was kind of just like discovering it, you know, sophomore year, I was kind of like honing it a little bit. Like I I was playing open mics. It was that sophomore year was kind of the first year that I was kind of like bringing in my like guitar and like, like alternative kind of mindset to the, like the rap thing. That was when I was first kind of, kind of like merging it and then junior year like I went abroad for six months so it was like when I was in Spain like I studied Spain and they were like you, you literally didn't go to school there like you didn't have to so it was right. just <laughs> um and that was and so it was March of that year um that I first dropped Water Glass which is like my first like single single um like on streaming platforms and stuff and that like started doing really well and so when I came back that summer it was like you know working on it working on it and senior year it was like the first year that I was kind of like fully doing it all in right all in and it was probably the hardest year like i mean not it was the hardest year in the sense that like it would have been if i had tried but again like i like didn't try did, Luckily, yeah. like, as an english major once you at least at bc in the way that i did it like once you get to be a senior and like those upper level classes like you don't really have to 
like do a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like if you're, right. if, you, if you like know, if you kind of like plan it out right and you like get the right professors, you know, like all they, all they care about is that you just like read the book and like yep. have this, like all you do in class is just like talk about, you know, the text. Yeah. show up with an opinion and you're good. <laughs> Exactly. Show up with an opinion and like be able to be able to talk about it in like a way that I could because I like had been doing it for three years. It's not like you have to like, you know, work on a problem set. And so like it's right. not like I was working on stuff outside of class time because I mean I was, I was working on music, but it's not like I was having to do school. Which was good. I think if I had like if I think if I'd like decided to go like, you know, the same caliber I was going senior year, my freshman year, I don't know if I would have graduated, honestly. Um, <laughs> and my mom probably would have killed me. But, um, but so, yeah, I think like having the first three years is just like a way to like find my footing and then like really get it senior year. It was kind of nice because it kind of worked out um, in the sense that like I was never like, okay, I mean, I literally have to like, I literally can't like do the schoolwork, like I have to work the music, it was kind of always just kind of like a, a thing that I was able to manage. Towards the end of senior year, obviously I was like, this, this, this sucks. Um, and then obviously we got sent home and then like virtual, virtual class was a joke. So luckily. Yeah. Easy to check the box there. <laughs> what was the, what was the virtual graduation like? You just like. I didn't even go to it, dude. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, there, there was a lot of, a lot of discussion of like what it would be. Um, I, I don't, I still to this day don't even know if they had one. I just like. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, once we, once we, um, once I turned in my final, like, like final paper or whatever, I totally tuned out. I was like, all right, I'm like people were like upset that we like weren't going to go back on camp like people wanted to like go back to campus for like a mock graduation mm-hmm. i was like i'm not gonna like walk across like i don't care anymore. no like i'm not yeah <laughs> well this, yeah didn't you say didn't uh you and luke were telling us the other day too that like uh everyone went on spring break basically yeah. like two weeks before it ended and then yeah came dude. back to boston it was horrible it was like we it was the week before we all got to home everyone was on spring break half the kids were in the Bahamas I was in LA um like a bunch of kids were just in a bunch of different places yeah we all come back to BC like this was I mean because this was like the first peak so this is like the week it's like St. Patrick's Day yeah yeah right exactly in March this was like the the week that everything went down and we all came back to school and like you know it was kind of like one by one it's like oh Harvard's being sent home like you know this school in LA is being sent home like all these schools are kind of like getting the news and and the whole time we're like oh you know we're fine like they're not gonna send us home like it wouldn't make sense. You know, we all just got back from like all these places, whatever. And then they sent us an email, like on, it was the Wednesday of that week that we got back and they were like, you have to be out by Sunday. <laughs> so it was just like, holy shit. So I mean, it was like a nonstop party for four days. Like I didn't sleep. Like nobody, no one was wearing masks. No one even knew like that you should wear masks at that point, yeah. I don't think. And like, I'm like, I'm sure everyone got, got COVID. I mean, I, my girlfriend, yeah, for real. my girlfriend confirmed had it. So I know I was at least like exposed to it. I never had any symptoms, but, and then like, but a bunch of my friends, yeah. Like it was like the first week we all got home, you know, you get the text like, Oh, did you hear blood? Like so-and-so has it. So-and-so has it. Um, <laughs> it was just like crazy time. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's definitely uh how it got a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Situations like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Um, telling me yeah so yeah i guess like being now that you've been out of college for like probably like what like close to six months seven months um like what what has that transition been like to you know you're no longer a college student you're you're really trying to like be a full-time musician um but just the environment that you kind of came into and like job job environment in general like for kids your age 
um, like coming out into this is super weird. So like, how, how's it been navigating that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been weird. I would say, um, I think I've, I, I've been lucky, like when I, so when we graduated, I kind of moved in for lack of a better word with my girlfriend's family, um, outside of Philadelphia. Um, and like had my own, like they basically just like, I had the whole basement to like set up my music stuff and nice. kind of like my own space, which, you know, I was really lucky to be able to do that. Um, and I was kind of like doing the virtual class half, you know, and like doing music really. And then my sister and brother-in-law were living in Brooklyn in Williamsburg. Um, and so, and they, uh, were having a kid, um, in September. Um, so they were like, get, they were like getting ready to move back down South to North Carolina to kind of like, you know, with the COVID world, just kind of right. like, yeah, city and, you know, especially with the baby and stuff. And so, but I, so I, so once school ended, virtual school ended, I kind of like was staying with them. Um, in Winsburg trying to like find a job, find an apartment. Um, cause I knew I wanted to be in the city just because of like, like Luke's, uh, obviously Luke, my Luke and Tanner and Long Island and just like all the connections I made, um, obviously in the city. So I knew I wanted to be here. Um, so I was kind of lucky to like have that as kind of like a home base for a while. Yeah, for um, sure. And then, yeah, I got a job at Sweetgreen, um, in right. July, um, I got a job in Sweetgreen in like downtown Brooklyn in July and an apartment in Astoria, Queens, which oh, is brutal. Like, not close to each other at all i like wasn't thinking so basically i was like taking this, I, I was sitting on the train for an hour every day going to sweet green um in like like early fall late summer um and and yeah and like I, I would like make a beat like in the morning and then i would like get on the train and like write a verse or like write something like in my headphones in the train and like i kind of just like fell into this bubble like i like didn't even know like because I mean, obviously, I wasn't like really interacting with anyone besides my girlfriend. Like, right. I still really am not. Like, I'm still kind of in the same bubble. Uh, but yeah, I knew. Like, I think. And then they moved, obviously, and then I kind of just like that's kind of the groove that I fell into, and that's kind of the groove that I um, was in when like the idea for Blue Tapes came about. I was I was just kind of making all these demos because I hadn't before Blue Tapes. I haven't put anything out that was self-produced. I was kind of always just using. I was kind of always just like self-producing stuff as like a way to create ideas that I would then to take to like right. um, some, some of my buddies who were like a lot more adept or like a lot more into the production um, zone. And then, so, but I was just making all these demos and that was kind of like the first like idea we had to kind of just like put them out um, in that, like, you know, sitting on the train, going to Sweet Green, whatever. I knew like I couldn't get a job. Like, I mean, we were mentioning earlier, like about like the, like a lot of kids when they, want to pursue music and graduate to kind of like get lost in like the corporate world or whatever and just say like oh i need to you know i need to make money so let me just do this and music will always be there for me um i knew that that would always be like my downfall i think because like if i, I, I so i was always like i can't get a job I, I know i can't get like a real job you know like i have to get like a job at a restaurant where like i clock in and i clock out and that's it you know um my girlfriend's dad like said something to me he's like he's like um this is actually the first time i met him he was like because i was talking about my music and i was like you know nervous talking to him and he was like he's like so like what's your plan b like you're a smart kid what's your plan b and i was like uh uh i was like didn't really have an answer and he was like yeah f your plan b he's like if you have a plan b like <laughs> plan b and i was like whoa like i was like <laughs> that's sick and it was it was really it was like a, a moment for me it was like this was junior year of college he said it to me and i was like wow like and that was really kind of the the first moment I was like wow like I really have to like commit to this and that was kind of like the impetus I think um to like really get me to do it and so I knew yeah so I knew that I like um couldn't get a job where I like had to work 
on work outside of the hours of work. Um, so the restaurant, like food and service industry, just kind of like seemed like a good a good way to do that. Yeah, I worked at Street Green from there. I got a job at uh, Lilia, um, a restaurant in Brooklyn. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's super, super nice. So yeah, my Tanner's dad had a connection there. Um, so that's why I got the job there. So yeah, I've been there for a couple months now um, and it's good. I think um, the world, obviously it's super weird. Now, especially with like because it's like the the broader world in general and the music industry world is just like super whack um right. so i've just been kind of like again like in that bubble just like you know go to work make music go to work try to try to stay inspired um and just kind of like just try to pull through honestly until you know the end of the tunnel i think is really kind of the mentality that i've like had for for the past few months yeah for sure yeah i mean i think you you just mentioned it but like blue tapes was kind of the first project that you put out that was you know self-produced talk talk about kind of like I guess the what all went into that uh creating that project yeah um yeah I mean it was uh it was pretty organic I mean I like kind of when I was when I was living with my um girlfriend's family like that was really the first like time that I really kind of like totally delved into like working on production and like working on engineering and like, recording my recording myself and stuff like that um, so it was kind of like blue tapes was kind of just like the culmination of me, like really trying to figure everything out. Um, once I had like a, once I had like a, once I had the idea in my head, like it kind of like took a little bit more of a, of a shape and a form and like had more of a, had more of a concrete idea. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of just like, I mean, again, it was a lot of just like waking up because like the shifts at sweet green and at lily as well obviously started like three four so i'd have like the mornings to work on to work on music i would kind of like wake up um just like quickly put down a guitar idea or like lay down some drums or something and then like bounce something out and just like have something in my headphones right to it on the train and it just became like a good it was like a good kind of process that i could repeat over and over again and kind of refine through that it was kind of like all right like I had like the stages, you know, it was like, all right, I'm going to make, make an idea. I'm going to like write to on the train. I'm going to come back and like record something and then like refine it from there. Um, so it kind of became a, a, a really good way to kind of like get like some thought into it um, while I was doing it all on my own. Cause obviously before I was so used to like being in a, in a room with, with a bunch of like a bunch of my friends and like being in like a more yeah. traditional type session where like, you know, we're bouncing ideas off each other and we're jamming out. We're kind of like taking licks and like riffs and melodies from just kind of like whatever would come out organically. So it was definitely a struggle to figure out how to recreate that energy when it was just me by myself. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of doing it in that way of like going to work, coming back from work um, was a good way to do it. So that was kind of like the, the process, I guess, um, of how it kind of got created. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then I guess like, you know, the last thing that we really kind of want to, you know, hear you speak on a little bit is like kind of what's what's next for you. So I think I think you guys had mentioned that you maybe have a couple other projects that are going to be similar to, to Blue Tapes coming out. Yeah, yeah, we definitely I've been working on a lot of music, um, have been sitting on a lot of music as well. Um, before like the whole COVID thing, we kind of had like this whole plan that like totally shifted courses um so we have been sitting on a lot of music um for a while um so definitely plan to be putting some stuff out like very very soon um and kind of just use like 
use that as like a, as a way to like get, you know, get as a way to create movement through this time where everything's just so stagnant. Um, For sure. Yeah. Kind of like put out, put out stuff and, and get like a, a, you know, a collection of music that we can really use to create visuals and, you know, promotion and stuff like that and just continue the community and um, stuff like that. So yeah, definitely super, super soon going to have some more definitely blue tapes esque blue tapes five esque type stuff coming out. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Cannon, where should everyone find you on the internet? Yeah, so Instagram uh, at Cannon Few, F E W, uh, last name, and then same on Twitter with an underscore. Um, you can also, my website is just cannonsmusic.com. That'll have like all the other social links, um, all the links to like the, the old um, single releases as well, and then all the videos, any sort of new stuff will be kind of posted on there. So you guys can awesome. find me there as well. Yeah. Thanks, man, for uh, coming on today. Really, yeah, dude, really appreciate it. Of course, man. Uh, thanks, everyone who's listening right now as well. Uh, this is the Main Course Podcast presented by Stake Worldwide. That's at Stake Worldwide on all social media. Um, we drop these every Thursday. So uh, look forward to seeing these again in 2021. Thanks, everyone, and have a good, good happy holidays and happy new year. Nice. See you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.